is up. My name is Bria Wanamaker. I'm a registered psychotherapist, a speaker, a personal trainer, and I'm obsessed with the mind-body connection and the effects that chronic stress, anxiety, depression, and our lifestyle patterns have on our mental and physical well-being. Through this podcast, it's my goal to help empower you with the knowledge, skills, and wisdom to fuel your body, mind, and soul. This is called the Better Bodies Podcast in an effort to help us learn how to have better bodies. And what that means to me is to have more energy, be less fatigued, exhausted, and burnt out, and to help us develop more love and connection toward ourselves and with others versus the old narrative of hustle and grind culture and building better bodies that are simply for aesthetic purposes. In this podcast, you can expect to hear some solo episodes from me And I'll also bring on guests who will share their expertise and life experiences to help us participate fully in our daily lives. Welcome. Let's dive on in. What's up, y'all? And welcome back to another episode of the Better Bodies podcast. This is a bonus episode, and I'm here just briefly to chat with you about the stigma surrounding therapy. And I didn't realize, this sounds very naive, but I did not realize that there was still such heavy judgment in our society about seeking therapy. And like, I guess I, what I thought was like, oh, maybe there's an older generation of folks who don't believe in therapy or that they have some sort of, um, version of it in their heads that, you know, it's like, uh, you're lying on a couch and there's a quote unquote shrink in the chair and they like sift through your deepest, darkest thoughts. And, um, you only seek therapy if you are, you know, having a crisis or you are out of other options or, you have a complete meltdown and you can't handle yourself, can't function in society, can't go to work or look after your kids or whatever it is. And that's just not the case. Regular folks, like there is no group of people who are necessarily against therapy. I think that so many people, quote unquote, regular folks, um, of all ages, we still have this stigma around therapy and whether that is, you know, just, um, this unwillingness or fear around being vulnerable and opening up. Um, you know, I've heard from different people that they don't like to feel their emotions and, you know, um, feel safer and less, chaotic when they're able to just keep those thoughts, um, tucked away somewhere where, you know, they've been practicing keeping them for years. We put on this outward mask of happiness and outward mask of everything is okay. And then we tuck our thoughts away and our feelings away, our emotions away somewhere else. And that is where we feel safest, but it's not necessarily where we feel happiest or the most connected to other people or understood by others. And it doesn't allow us to be able to relate to other people as well. So that's the first thing is maybe there's a fear of being vulnerable and experiencing 
those emotions because they can sometimes feel very painful in the moment, but that's just it. Like they are emotions and they, they have to be felt, they have to be processed or else we store them in our bodies and they come out in different ways. And I've also heard, um, you know, people feeling like they're crazy or like they're unwell because they have to come to therapy or that they're completely burnt out. And this is kind of their last resort, um, to, you know, seek help. And that is also, you know, something that is like a myth, I guess you, you can go to, and so if someone sits down with me also, and they've had a good week, they're like, I don't know really what to talk about. It's, it's been a great week. Like everything in my life is awesome. That's okay. Um, that's actually wonderful. It's a great time for skill building. Like there are some sessions where, you know, maybe things have not gone well or, you've argued with people or there's been job stress, whatever it is. Um, or maybe it's a day where you want to unpack past trauma. Um, anything where you're like emotionally triggered. And so maybe those are the days where the, the emotion is raw and it needs to be processed. It needs to be let out. You need to have that compassion for yourself and somebody to validate your experience, um, and, and shed some light on maybe, uh, what's, what's gone on for you and, and why it feels this way. Um, and to help you, you know, look for those areas in your life of what's happened here and, or different patterns of how you experience the same emotion over again. And then there's also a piece where we can have sessions on a wonderful day where you don't necessarily need that same emotional processing, but it's skill building and like time for reflection. And, you know, um, looking back at situations and thinking, okay, how would I act, uh, you know, from this mindset, from this frame of being, how would I act if the situation were to occur or just processing things in a different way? And that's okay too. It doesn't mean you have to cancel a session or that you just don't go to therapy anymore. And another kind of myth is, um, that you have to go like all the time regularly. You know, I've been asked like how many times a week should I see you? And it, it depends. So typically, um, just in my opinion, uh, people go to therapy like once a week or bi-weekly every three weeks, every once a month, um, depending on what your situation is, you can even stop therapy whenever you want, of course. And I say like whoever your care provider is always have that conversation with them. You know, maybe it's not going well for you. You don't feel heard. You don't feel like it's useful to you. Um, maybe they can refer you to someone else. Maybe there is something that they can tweak. Maybe you like to be challenged and you feel like they're just agreeing with everything that you say. Um, but have that conversation. Like that's part of therapy is building a relationship where you can come out and be your true self and say things in an honest way, um, without fear of judgment and without, you know, hurting your therapist's feelings. So, be sure to have that conversation if you're ready to move on from who you're working with. And um, 
if you still like who you're working with and you find your sessions to be useful and you're just taking a break, you feel like things are going great in your life, you've developed enough skills to do processing and stuff on your own, um, and or maybe like you're hurting financially or your insurance benefits aren't covering um, the rest of the sessions for the year, like take some time off. It's just like chiro, physio, massage, um, like you don't have to use those services regularly or all the time. You can go in for just a checkup or just when your back is sore, you can pop into the massage therapist. Same thing with mental health. You know, you can take care of yourself really well on your own. And when you need that extra support, um, that's what therapists are there for. And I've also heard um, some people, you know, not feeling comfortable with the spotlight being on them and having that one-on-one interaction and, you know, wondering if like a group setting might be more comfortable. And I think that's also something really important to bring up with your therapist. If that's something you're like, well, we're going, it's because it is uncomfortable. Like you're going to talk about you and what's going on in your life for an hour And that's a lot if you're not someone who is used to doing that. So allowing your therapist to know that about you can also be really helpful um, just so they have that understanding. And that's something to work through as well. You know, why is it that it's uncomfortable for you to feel like the spotlight is on you? Because typically what happens in session is like a little mirror snapshot of what happens in your real life. You know, um, say I'm working with somebody who, um, I suggest something or, or try and shed some light in one area and I feel like it's dismissed or ignored. Perhaps that's typically how they interact in their lives with like, let's say their husband, maybe then they uh, tend to, you know, dismiss other people's uh, opinions or thoughts. So that's something to explore as well. So exact same thing with if you are someone who is like, I don't want the spotlight on me. Where else is that showing up in your life? And the final thing that I want to say here is it's not too long ago that I was resistant to seeking therapy for myself. And I, I still haven't fully processed that either, but I can say that since I've been working with my therapist, it's been life-changing. It's been so amazing to have somebody else's perspective. I have learned so much about myself, um, and just allowing that relationship to build. Cause after a few sessions, um, I was like, like, is there, is there a point to this after like, yeah, maybe let's say like two sessions. I was like, is there a point to this? And I kept, uh, going back still. And yeah, you know, it takes a few sessions and then I really, you can open up and trust somebody, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And for me, it took me a little while to be like, oh, okay. Like this, this person is here to provide insight and I can 100% be myself. Um, so if you are someone with like an avoidant attachment style, like me, where it's like, I'm independent, I can do this on my own. Um, 
and that was like part of the block to seeking therapy on like I do a really good job of like I read the self-help books I do the research I journal I meditate I eat properly or whatever I exercise I talk to my friends and family um and like I don't know I drank all the water <laughs> like I just I I feel like I am someone who can take care of myself really well it's so that was definitely part of my block but it is also extremely helpful to get out of your own way out of your own little zone of being and and break your own habits and patterns and be okay with developing a new relationship and and learning new things i think that there will never be anything wrong with that and it's also really cool to see um who you choose as your therapist and you know looking at that relationship too like why did i pick this person to come into my life um so i find that as interesting as well but yeah i just wanted to let you know that I too have had resistance and I've been in the wellness industry for quite some time. So I can imagine that, you know, for someone who is, um, who hasn't like dove into this stuff on their own, it can be an extremely foreign, um, foreign area. So, you know, a good place to start is just researching online therapists in your area. Check out the website Psychology Today. I'll link it in the show notes. And just looking through different people's profiles and maybe booking if folks have a free consult, book in with somebody to see how you fit and see if it's a good connection um, and see what they offer. You know, do you want in person? Do you want online, a phone session? What works the best for you? Um, and there is really never a wrong time. You don't have to be going through a crisis to see your therapist um, or to see a therapist. So I hope this was helpful for you and yeah, let's start to break this stigma, this stereotype that, you know, you have to be going through something bad or whatnot. Oh, and the one actually final thing I wanted to mention was I know that one of my blocks to receiving therapy also was the money. I was like, oh my gosh, it's so expensive. Uh, It's not covered, self-employed, didn't have benefits at the time. So I was like, this like no way like I'll just do this on my own and then I was like but Bria like you get your nails done you're spending hundreds of dollars on your nails your eyelash extensions like whatever else like how come like where does that money appear out of thin air but you can't spend the money on your mental health and like it's like your nails you have to go get redone but the mental health processing, like you're able to hold on to that for life. Like that's something that will impact you, those around you, your work, your children, like just everything in your life will be different and you can keep that forever. Those skills that you learn versus purchasing material items. And it's so interesting um, just to see how much we really 
do value, you know, things that we can show off physically like a material item versus um, spending the time, energy and resources on bettering ourselves, you know, physically and mentally. So that's my last little nugget into looking at what is really blocking you from seeking help. Anyway, I hope this was helpful and we will chat again soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this podcast, you know, you're picking up what I'm putting down. It would mean the world to me if you gave it a rating, five-star rating on Apple Podcasts, because that helps other people get connected with the show and take in this information as well. And another great way that you can share uh, is by taking a screenshot of the episode on your phone, sharing it on social media, on your Instagram stories, and tag me in it so that we can get connected and chat more about this. I would love to hear your feedback and to see if there's any information that you want to know more about or guests that you think would be great to hear from on the show. So as always, fuel up my loves and we will chat again soon. Bye.